He has never disappointed one day. He has never disappointed one day. Since I gave my life to Jesus Christ, He has never disappointed one day. He has never disappointed one day. He has never disappointed one day. Since I gave my life to Jesus Christ, He has never disappointed one day. He has never disappointed one day. He has never disappointed one day. Since I gave my life, he has never disappointed like me. He has never, he has never disappointed like me. My God has never, since I gave my life to Jesus, never, he has never Sit down. Teneba. Since I gave my life to Jesus Christ, He has never disappointed one day. Since I came to ECG, He has never. Clap your hands for the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, you must, you must all the times know this. You are not what the world says you are. Now, see the Bible. See the scripture here. It says, says that we are supposed to go to Canaan. But they failed because of what? Evil. You're a great woman, a great man. All of a sudden, some people come to you. To distract you. The, listen. What the Lord has taught me. In all the years I've walked with him. Never listen to a friend. If you want to achieve your prophetic destiny. Oh, yes. Never listen to a friend. Never. As long as the things of the kingdom. Never. Evil has made so many people fail to achieve their prophetic destinies. We, we saw the steps to reach your prophetic destiny. But now we want to see what? Requirements. All right, so we'll see the first requirement as the requirement of grace. Somebody say grace. grace. For you to reach your prophetic destiny, you cannot bypass this word, grace. 
Hallelujah. First Corinthians 15, verse 10. First Corinthians 15, verse 10. You need grace. Now, what is Apostle Paul saying? He is saying, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. So, from the scripture, we find out that one apostle by the name Paul, he says, there were so many people, but by the grace, I worked more than them all. You didn't hear that. Go back to the scripture. He says what? By the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. There were so many people. But the work of Paul was his work. Was more than anyone else. Then he says, No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So you, we have like 20 people, 50 people in a company. And you are among the people who are working over there. But only your work is better than everyone else because of the what? The grace. Paul is saying, I'm in ministry. And there are so many pastors and apostles. We're all in ministry. But he says, I am, my work in ministry is better than everyone else. Not because of me, but the grace. So sometimes for you to fulfill your prophetic destiny, what you must know is you need the grace. You need the grace of God to help you. Because it's not you doing it. He says it is the grace doing it. So Paul reached the destiny of working harder and reaching where he wanted to reach. Not because of himself, but the grace on him. There are people who they evangelize, they move house to house, evangelizing. You must come to church. The pastors, men of God, calling members. Hello, are you coming to church? And I don't do that. Not because, listen, listen, listen. I don't do that. When I see you, all I see is the grace. What can I say when I, when I see all the, look, look outside there. Look, 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 look over there. What are you seeing over there? Look at the other overflow, this other direction here, outside this side. Look at that. What are you seeing over there? That is supposed to be a church. That's supposed to be my church, and only those people that are supposed to be my church and be like, okay, have a very have a mega church. And we have another overflow, tent. 
So, they are supposed to be where a man of God is seeing them face to face. But they're in a place where they're on the sun. The man of God is not, they're not even seeing me. What do you call that? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's more important to understand. You may be a man of God anointed with a gift, but without grace, you'll be moving in circles. So if you want to reach your prophetic destiny, you need what? Grace. Grace. If you want to achieve your business or your company, you need grace because it's not only you having the same project. There are so many people having the same projects. Imagine there are twins in the womb. But one must fulfill the destiny. And God says there are two children in your womb. And what are the names? Esau and what? And Jacob. And God must make a choice to choose one. You need grace. Tell the neighbor next to you, you need grace in order to reach your prophetic destiny. Apostle Paul says, I really worked hard, but it's not my work. It is grace. There are people here who are working so hard in the business, hard in this, trying hard to try. Nothing is working. You, you are lacking grace. He worked hard. But he says, it's not my work. It is the grace. Then he says, by the grace of God, I am who I am. I was, I was supposed to be killed several moments and several times. When he was in Corinth, when he was in Sister, when he was in, in the islands, he was beaten by a snake. He could not die. Nobody stopped his destiny. Then he says, it is by the grace of God. I am what I am. I am this today by the grace. I was supposed to die a long time ago. I was this type of person. But the grace of God has taken me thus far. If you want to go far, you need the grace of God. Somebody say, I receive the grace of God. Come on, somebody receive the grace wherever you are. You need this grace. People will be shocked with the outcome from you. And they'll think how hard you're working. But it's not how hard you're working. It is by the grace of God. Hallelujah. So the first requirement, it is the requirement of grace. For you, in order to reach your prophetic destiny. The second requirement, it is the requirement of prayer. Say prayer. prayer. You need a requirement of prayer. Prayer can make one reach his prophetic destiny. Most Christians have not reached because they're lacking only one gear of prayer. I am telling you the truth. If you can only do that, maybe today, I can assure you, listen, prayer can make you reach a level your 
you have been always believing God for. Some of us, the life we are living was once a prayer request. You didn't hear it. I'm saying, major one, me, the life I am living was once a prayer request. What I am today was once a prayer request. So prayer made me to be where I am now. So prayer can make a person reach their destiny. Don't undermine the power that is in prayer. What is happening in Pretoria? was once a prayer request of somebody. There are people somewhere praying for revival of Africa. Father, we are praying. We want revival. Oh God, we are praying for South Africa. We are praying for revival. And God heard it. So you must always know. You must always know. There's a requirement of prayer. Speak to him, not as a people of God, but as a child of God. There's a difference between you and the people of God. The difference is they are the people of God and you are the child of God. You have the spirit of adoption where you cry out, Abba, Father. It's different. If your child can come to you, apostle, and he says, I'm looking for A, B, C, D. And if there's somebody don't know, who just a people, comes to you and he says, eh, I need this. Do you think you can treat them the same? No. Huh? no. Why? One is my child. Mm? The other one is somebody. Exactly. With you the same way. When God looks at you, he says, no, this one is my child. He says, it's my child in whom I am well pleased. Ah, there, were, <laughs> there were so many people over there being baptized. And Jesus was only picked as a child. What about the rest? Who were they? they, they were, imagine only one Jesus who was there. God said, this is my son. What about the rest of them? So you must understand that. For you to reach your destiny, you must know you need prayer. And this prayer is not a prayer of a people of God, but as children of God. Where you speak to him as a father. Where you say to him, God, as my father, I'm speaking to you. I need this to happen to my family. I need this to happen to my company. I want this to happen to my body. I want this to happen. Because you are not a people of God, but you are the children of the Most High God. So prayer is very essential. Very useful. Just wake up in the morning and walk like just a normal human being. You, you are not that. You need prayer. Say prayer. prayer. 
Prayer can make you reach your prophetic destiny. Some of us, the life we are living was once a prayer point. Number three. Oh, we have, I haven't given a scripture, right? On prayer, have I? Acts 12. Acts 12, verse 1 and 5. It was about this time that King Herod arrested. Arrested what? Some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. This man was not supposed to die. But because there was no prayer, his destiny was cut off. He was killed before time. Your company can cross before time. Your job, you may lose it before time if there's no prayer. Now, look at that. So the Bible says, when he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter. This is now touching a wrong person now. Killed James, and I want to kill Peter. Wrong, wrong move. Why is it a wrong move? Because Peter has got the tribe of what? Of, of Issachar. Intercessors. People who pray for Peter. Now the Bible says, when he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Verse 4. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Oh my goodness. Prayer. What happened to James? James' destiny was shortened. He did not fulfill his destiny because he was killed. Why was he killed? There was no prayer. I can imagine how many people have lost jobs, companies, what, what. Because when they got to them, they were in a comfort zone. And they stopped praying for their positions. They stopped praying for their marriage. They stopped praying for their children. They stopped praying for their good health. They started living in a comfort zone. But the Bible says, when the Peter was arrested, the church began to pray. When James was arrested, the church did not pray. Because the church was in a comfort zone. When things are looking like they are nice now in church, people stop praying. Dangerous. Because the devil will always send you into a comfort zone where you think like things are fine. And you cease praying. The moment you cease praying is the, is the time the devil is busy strategically planning the downfall.
And now there's peace in my marriage now. Uh, no problem. Uh, my, you, uh, no, come for prayer. Uh, no, there's peace now. You're waiting for a problem to come. Imagine. Peter had intercessors. When he was arrested, immediately they went into prayer. But James did not have intercessors. What happened to Peter? The Bible says when he was in jail, the church began to pray. And what next? The prison opened by itself. And he walked out. You must know you need a requirement of prayer. Say requirement of prayer. First Chronicles 4, verse 9 to 10. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in a pen. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, all oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Verse 10 was supposed to be verse 9. Verse 9 was supposed to be verse 10. When they were comparing it. So from verse 10 there, where it says he prayed for God to enlarge his territory. It was supposed to continue by saying, and he became honorable than all his brothers. So it is starting with who he was. And then he's telling you what happened before becoming who he was. Now, verse 9, it says what? Jabez was more honorable. All right? So he's telling you how he became honorable. Verse 10, that when he was born, his mother gave him a name called what? Jabez. Which means what? It means pain. Some of you here, your life is a pain. It's a shame. You are living a miserable life. But Jambes said, no, I was born in pain, but I refused to remain in pain. And the Bible says, and Jambes prayed. And God granted his request. I also offer this prayer for you. See. May you increase from today in the name of Jesus. I receive. God will grant my request. I receive. Put your hands for Jesus Christ. Another requirement. This requirement, I said it will look similar to the steps, but it's not similar. There is a requirement of the prophetic anointing. Exodus 3, verse 9 to 10. There's a requirement you need the prophetic anointing. It is similar with the steps, but it's different in the explanation. All right. So this is God. There was a prophecy that he gave, and the prophecy he gave to the people of Israel 
through Abraham. In Genesis 15, verse 3, he prophesied what will happen. That at a certain moment in time, the people of Israel will be taken to live in Egypt. Now, give me the scripture. And Abraham said, you have given me no children. So a servant in my household will be my what? All right, now, listen, listen. From there, you're going to find out how God was giving a prophecy on that chapter to Abraham. How the whole life and the whole story is going to happen. He wanted his own son. And it's a story of Isaac. But if you see the whole story, he's explaining how even Isaac will move his children. What's going to happen? And he even says there'll be a time where they'll be taken out for 400 years. They'll be taken as slaves in Egypt. 400 years. He prophesied for 400 years they'll be taken as slaves. But guess what? They stayed in Egypt not 400 years, but 430 years because there was no prophet. It's prophesied 400 years. 400 years finishes, but because there's no prophet, what happens? They had another 30 years of suffering. Do you know what happened in those 30 years? Moses had run away. So if Moses did not run away, the prophecy could have been fulfilled. It could be exactly 400 years. But the 30 years are the years Moses had gone out. Now look at this. God is looking for a prophet, a prophetic anointing. There's witchcraft in your family. Now, witchcraft is spiritual. You need a man who is spiritual, a spiritual man, to handle for you what is spiritual. Uh, no, I think let me go, let me try this direction. Now, let's go again to Genesis 15, verse, the same chapter. All right? As I said, it's the whole story from verse 3. Let's jump to verse 13. All right? Go verse 13. Then the Lord said to him, No, for a certain that your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated 400 years. Now, Abraham died after so many years. Joseph goes to what? To Egypt to fulfill the prophecy. His brothers follows him. What happens? 400 years finishes. They are enslaved. They are being mistreated. God said 400 years, but they are living 430 because a prophet was not in the land, had gone to far country, and God looked for him there and he said, you are supposed to redeem the Israelites. 
So what is troubling you? You need a requirement of a prophetic anointing. That's why you find that the people who follow our ministry from TV, they are following our ministry in America, they are following our ministry in Canada. They are not even here, but because of the prophetic anointing on the television. Do you know each time you put your TV on in your house, you are attracting the prophetic anointing to be moving in your house. That's why it's impossible for the people who they have got a TV. Just example. You put prophetic channel live or your prophetic channel TV in your house on. It's impossible for such a house to have demons moving around the house. It's impossible. Say the prophetic anointing. You must know the devil knows the voice of a prophet. I may not be in your house, but the TV is in your house with my voice. It's just like the prophet is physically in your house. That's why demons said, we know Paul. Demons said that to sons of Sceva. We know Paul. We know Jesus. Who are you? It was completely a far country. Paul has never been there. But demons are there. They even know Paul. They even know the voice of Paul. I may not be in your house. But demons, they know my voice. They know who Major One is. That's why when you put your TV on and the TV is, is every time there, there's Major One playing on the TV. Do you know what is happening? Demons actually know the voice of a prophet. No wonder somebody just comes in with a remote and changes the channel. Like, ah. How many are following? First requirement is what? Grace. Huh? Grace. Second requirement? Prayer. Prayer.